0: Praise the Lord. Are you guys excited to be here? Yeah, I'm excited as well. To God be the glory. Let us pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we thank you for your grace, love, mercy, and compassion. Lord, we are grateful to be here tonight, Lord, to hear from you, to fellowship with one another. Lord, we know that it's because of your grace that we're not consumed. Lord, we know that the way we came here today will not leave here the same, for we will be taught by your spirit. Lord, we came expecting, and we know that, Lord, you will do great things. We bless your name, Father, as we pray in Jesus' mighty and holy name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. So tonight, um, we'll be talking about dealing with fear. What is the topic? Dealing with fear. So, the uh, foundation verse that um, we'll focus on tonight is um, 2 Timothy 1 7. 2 Timothy 1 7. It says, For, I'm reading King James Version. It says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love. And of a sound mind. Amen. So, what is fear? Fear is um, is a basic human emotion. It's part of our instinct. Fear is part of the human experience. We are wired to fear. And, um, and as I was preparing this, I came with this analogy. Like, if, let's say, you know, a lion came in here and was roaring, right, we would all all would experience fear. Don't we agree? Absolutely. But once we see that the line is restrained by a chain, that fear would probably diminish. Don't we agree? Because we know that because that line is restrained, then we're able to move freely. We're no longer... You know, wondering whether this animal, this wild animal, is on the loose, you know, ready to take over our lives. So that's why, you know, I said that we're wired to fear. And we know also in the Bible that there was a man that was in the lions then, right? His name was Daniel. So we understand that fear is part of the human experience. And also, we're, you know, if you, when you're looking at, you know, us as men, You know, we're not just flesh, we're also spirit. But the fear that I was talking about is pretty much closer to your flesh than to your spirit. And also, the information that we consume, it has tremendous impacts, you know, on our fear. Praise the Lord. When we watch the news, when we hear bad reports, all of these things... Can lead you to fear. Praise the Lord. Don't we agree? The shows we watch, the things we consume, all of that impacts us. And also, the choice that we make sometimes can be the result of our fear. We know that as human beings, we are a sum of our mind, will, and emotion, which is where fear comes from. The point that I'm making here, you know, we're not just talking about you know the natural. We're just talking about the natural man and its natural state. You know, let's go back to that verse, which is Second Timothy one seven. You know, in that verse, Paul is addressing Timothy, who's a young minister, and he's reminding him that the spirit that God gave you and I, it's not the spirit of fear. He's saying to Timothy that this spirit is not an ordinary spirit, but it's an extraordinary spirit. He's helping Timothy come into remembrance that, that spirit is the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead, praise the Lord. Do we agree? So, so he's helping Timothy to understand that, that as a believer, that you will face challenge. And most of the time, it comes in a form of a fearful situation. So Paul was giving Timothy a warning. He was warning Timothy. Because he was saying to Timothy, if the enemy can convince you to remain in fear then he has you exactly where he wants you to be. Because when you are in that state, that's where confusion comes. Praise the Lord. So his goal is to take away your, you know, defense mechanism. And that your defense mechanism against fear is faith. Praise the Lord. So I want us to understand that everything that God does for us is rooted in his love. And it's rooted in his nature. And it's love, it's compassion, it's grace, it's mercy, which is all part of who God is. Praise the Lord. That's what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us that God is love. But going back to that verse again, there are three things that Paul reminded Timothy of in that verse. He was printing Timothy to God's love. Because we know also that in John 10.10, it says that the thief comes to do what? To steal, kill, and destroy but the Lord says, I've come that they may have life and have life in abundance. So you see that there is two different gifts. One is power, love, and then the sound mind. The other one is what? Kill, steal, and destroy. But I want us to focus on, you know, on the Holy Spirit. So in that verse you read, which is 2 Timothy one seven, it says, for God did not give us a spirit of fear but instead give us a spirit of what power love and of a sound mind well let's focus on power so on power paul was pointing timothy to the fact that god has given us the ability to accomplish what he wills for us to accomplish his power is upon us by virtue of faith praise the lord and then also we're moving to love it's a love in us is deposited the spirit of love in Christ Jesus. So we're not deprived of love. He, God did not withhold his love from us. The fullness of his agape love dwells in us. Praise the Lord. So therefore, we can exercise that love. And then we move to the last one, which is a sound mind. That sound mind is a mind built on the knowledge of the word of God. Praise the Lord. It's a disciplined mind. It's an unwavering mind. But all of this work is really done by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that does this work. You don't achieve this with your own human intellect. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So that's why Paul, again, reminded us in the book of Ephesians 1, three, he said, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessings. So what what was Paul doing? Paul was reminding Timothy that he has a spiritual blessing. Praise the Lord. And that's the Spirit of God. That's the Holy Spirit. Everything we need spiritually, Paul was reminding Timothy that we already have that in Christ through faith. Praise the Lord. But he was also telling Timothy to build up his faith. Because challenges of life, they do come. Amen. God wants us to know the value of Of what he has given us. Praise the Lord. He wants us to be aware of it. That's why in Ephesians 6.12 he tells us. If we read Ephesians 6.12 he says. For our struggle is not what? Against flesh and blood. Contending only with physical opponents. But against rulers. Against rulers. Against the powers. Against the world forces of this present darkness. Against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. God knows this, but he wants us to also be aware. Praise the Lord. So he wants us to have this revelation. So if we do not come to this understanding, that impacts your walk and your faith. Praise the Lord. Us, you and I by ourselves, we're no match for spirit. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. And God wants us to know that he did not give us the spirit of fear, but rather he gave us the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Let's see why God said he did not give us the spirit of fear. I want to itemize him for you. God says that he he didn't give us the spirit of fear because he knows fear is real. Don't we agree? He knows that fear can produce unbelief. And it's not of God. Praise the Lord. Unbelief is not of God. He knows also that fear is a spirit. That's why he told you, you know, I didn't give you the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. Without God, we are no match for spirit. That's what I said earlier. And also, number four it says, God wants us to be fearful. but He, God doesn't want us to be fearful, but he wants us to have the fear of God. Praise the Lord. I'll say it again. God doesn't want us to be what? Fearful, but he wants us to do have what? The fear of God, which is reverence. And then number five. He knows that fear can crumble you. Praise the Lord. Fear can crumble you. And then number six, God knows that fear has a cure. So he wants us to know that. And number seven, faith in Christ is the cure for fear. Praise the Lord. And then number eight, as I was preparing this, he showed me. Whenever fear is mentioned in the Bible... It's always followed by by God's promise. Every time fear is mentioned in the Bible, it's followed by one of his promises. He always tells us, fear not. Do not be dismayed. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Right? It says, be strong and of good courage. It says, my word, do do not let them depart from your mouth. Meditate on them day and night. Always pointing us to what to the promises, not to fear. All over the Bible, you see it: "Fear not, I am with you." Even when you walk through the valley in shadow of death, what do he say? Why? That's his promise. That's what he points us to. And also, fear is diminished with the knowledge. Of the Word of God in Christ Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit is what equips us to overcome fear and to deal with fear. And I want us to understand that if there is one thing that the Holy Spirit is eager to teach us, it's the love of God. That Spirit wants us to know that God loves us. Praise the Lord. Let's 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 go to First um, John 4:18, and let's see what it says. 1 John 4.18, we can read together. It says, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. Because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So, the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love. Has not grown into sufficient understanding of God's love. This is the gospel. Praise the Lord. So which means that when you come to the knowledge of the word of God, it it helps you to become confident. Not confident in your own ability, but confident in the work that Christ has done. Praise the Lord. So you see in that verse it says complete full grown. That complete full grown is another word for matured faith. Praise the Lord. It's another word for what? Matured faith. And I want to tell you tonight that matured faith is not achieved overnight. It's not achieved overnight. It's not achieved overnight. It takes time. A lot of times, you know, pastor is teaching us. He tells us, I read this verse, but now it's dawning on me. Now it's resonating in my spirit. But now, when you think about how long he's been pastoring, why is he saying that to you? Because the things of the spirit is the spirit of God that reveals it to you. Praise the Lord. Amen. So so if you lack the knowledge of the word of God, you will struggle. Praise the Lord. Let's see what the Bible says in John 8.32. John 8.32 says that, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Praise the Lord. This is what God wants to know. He wants us to know that he did not give us the spirit of fear, but rather he gave us the spirit of faith. Because when you know that truth about how much God loves us, that's what drives out that fear. That's what we read in the previous verse. And then let us go to Romans 10, 17. Let's see what the Bible says. It says, Faith then comes by hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. So meaning that if you don't spend time to hear, you will not know. You will be confused. If you don't spend time in the word of God, then you will do without. And that's why oftentimes we see people going all over the place, chasing miracles, left and right. Why? Because they have not settled settled themselves to be under someone that will teach them the truth. When you do that, that's how you're able to grow. And that comes in many other forms, which means that you coming here tonight is part of that desire that God has placed in your heart to know Him, to know His riches, to know the riches of His glory. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we say that we come to know that truth by hearing God's word. Praise the Lord. So constantly hearing this truth, that's what brings you to a place of faith. Praise the Lord. That's why I said earlier that what you hear, what you consume, it matters. When you watch the news, it's all doom and gloom and hopelessness. The sky is falling. You know, tomorrow will not happen. That's what we hear. But that's what they're promoting. That, that's it. They don't care if it's true. All they want to do is put it out. And instill fear and play on our emotion. But that's not what God does. Praise the Lord. That's why He says, Those who know their God, they shall be what? Strong and do what? Exploit. Praise the Lord. So what you know impacts what how you react, even when you receive a bad report. I can share this with you. I remember when my wife was, you know, pregnant with Joshua, like around seven months, they were telling her. Well, well, we, we, you know, we, we believe that he may be affected with Down syndrome. Right there on that call, my wife to, told the doctor, that's not my portion. She said, that's not my son. You're not talking about my son. She took a position, praise the Lord, based on what she was taught, based on what she, she knew, based on what the Holy Spirit ministered to her. They, give, they came with a report of fear. But she flipped it and spoke life and spoke faith. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let us go to Proverbs 4, 5 to 9. Let's see what the what God tells us. It says what? Let's be together. Get skillful and godly wisdom. Acquire understanding. Actively seek spiritual discernment, mature comprehension, and logical interpretation. Do not forget. Nor turn away from the words of my mouth. So which means that constant fellowship is necessary. And verse 6 says, Do not turn away from her wisdom. She will guard you and protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is what? Get skillful and godly wisdom. It is pertinent. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. Actively speak, sp- seek spiritual discernment. Mature comprehension And logical interpretation. So you see, I want to add something here. So when you craft your identity in God, you become like Mount Zion. Praise the Lord. You cannot be shaken. And Let's go to verse 8. see, prize wisdom and exalt her. And she will what? Exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. When she will place on your head a garland of grace. And she will present you with a crown of beauty of glory. Christ, what we have received in Christ is beauty and is glorious. Praise the Lord. Amen. So therefore, when the foundation of your life is built on the Word of God, it moves you from a realm of fear to a realm of faith. That knowledge brings about power. It helps you to identify as who you are, who, who God made you to be. The Bible says the the, the righteous is what? As bold as a lion. With knowledge, that's how you begin to take your place of dominion. Praise the Lord. So as I was preparing this, I um, I was just pondering. And I was looking at fear in, in all its attributes. You know, I, I, I sent it. I don't know if you guys can put it on display. So you see, these are all the things that comes with fear. What do we see? Worry, right? You begin to be doubtful, nervous, anxiety kicks in, you're terrified, you're panicking, horrified, and you be, that's when desperation kicks in. You get confused, and you're stressed, praise the Lord. But let's see now when you when you operate in the realm of faith, what do you get to experience? You experience love, joy, peace, forbearance. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are all the fruits of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. That's why God was adamant. He says that, no, I did not give you the spirit of fear. But I gave you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Praise the Lord. So therefore, we need to be familiar with, with the blessings that we have in Christ. Because God knows that once it entered he knew that he had to recalibrate us. Praise the Lord. That's why in Ezekiel 36, 26, what did he say? He says that I will give you what? A new heart. He says I will give you a new heart. That's why he tells us put on the new man created in Christ's image. Praise the Lord. Because he knows that In our natural state, we can't do exploit. Praise the Lord. We need this supernatural ability. And we need also this knowledge so that we can be bold and take dominion. Praise the Lord. So here are some things I believe, you know, that are critical for us in our walk with Christ. We say that it's the knowledge of his word. Knowledge of the love of God. The fellowship with the Holy Spirit is critical. Jesus is the knowledge of God's love, praise the Lord. But he's also the object of God's love. So when you know how much he loves you, it's easier to understand all the mysteries concerning what Christ has done for us and what God has done for us, praise the Lord. You begin to familiarize yourself with his nature. So I want us to understand that, Everything that we we said this before that God has given us is rooted in his love. is rooted in his nature. That love is manifested as grace. It's also driven by his power. Every time we say that the Bible talks about fear, what does he do? He flips it to what? He points you to his promises. Praise the Lord. He wants us to know the work that, that Christ himself completed. When he said it was finished. It was indeed finished. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I want us to understand that fear is the fuel that powers unbelief. Fear is what? The fuel that what powers unbelief. Unbelief does this to you. It makes you question the covenant. Praise the Lord. It makes you question your inheritance. And also, it makes you question that everything that Christ saw enough to, it makes you question the character of God. Praise the Lord. That's what fear does. So, and we we come, I came to this understanding that fear, it thrives in the absence of the knowledge of the word of God. Praise the Lord. Because the Bible tells us, my people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. So, to eradicate darkness, you need light. And I want to, you know, paint this picture for you. If I came into this room and it was pitch black, how much confidence would I, would I have to roam around? Would I be confident? Why? Because I can't see. But now suppose that I turn that light on, then what happens to my confidence? My confidence is, 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 is up. Why? Because I have the ability to see. I know where to step. I know where to go. I am led, Right? And my confidence, if I need to go back there to grab water, I can easily do it. Why? Because light came. But that's what the Bible says. The entrance of what? Of his word. What does it do? What does it do? It brings light. Praise the Lord. So once the light comes, that's when we are able to walk freely. That's why when you receive this revelation about what Christ has done for you and what we have in Christ Jesus, it brings you to a place of confidence. And it makes you sing that song that Anna was singing, right? That we are victorious, praise the Lord. That we're not losers. Let's see what the Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 105. We know that song. It says what? Thy word is what? A limp unto my feet. And what does it do? It lights your path. Praise the Lord. God doesn't want us to go in life and be clueless. He wants us to be aware. He wants us to be aware of his love. He wants us to know his nature. He wants us to be familiar with his character. He wants us to know all the things that he has done for us. He wants us to say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. He doesn't want us to forget the benefits, praise the Lord. Because what did he do? He redeemed us, for what? From the curse of the law. He renewed us, praise the Lord. He satisfied our mouth to desire what? Good things. That's what he has done. So, as we read this verse, what is the purpose of a lamp? The purpose of a lamp is to bring light. So, to bring light for us, that light is God's words. Praise the Lord. For us, Jesus is that light. So, because of that light, we can walk freely. We can walk in faith, and we can also walk in dominion. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go to Um, John 8.32, I know we read this verse, but I want to highlight it again. John 8.32 says that, and you shall know what? The truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, how do you learn this truth? You learn this truth by abiding in God's word. If you spend time to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, it will help you. It will build that desire in you to read the word of God. Praise the Lord. So we can all agree that to drive out fear, we need what? Faith. Now let us go to John sixteen thirty three. John sixteen thirty three. Let's see what the Bible says. Let's read together. It says, "These things I have spoken to you, that in me you have what? Peace. Do you, you guys have that?" A verse, John sixteen I'll read for you. It says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have what? Tribulation. But be of good what? Cheer. Why? Because Christ himself, he has overcome the world. Now let's go to um, Numbers 23, verse 19. New King James Version. It says that God is not a man that he should lie a no, son of men that he should repent he has said and he w- and will he not do has he said and w- and will he not do or has he spoken and will he not make it good so we can trust him praise the Lord so this really this verse really speaks to the character and trustworthiness of God praise the Lord if he says it we can believe it praise the Lord we can put our life on it praise the Lord Amen. And this m- brings me to this uh, testimony that I want to share real quick about my father. And, um, you know, last year, you know, throughout COVID, he never got ill. You know, my mom works in healthcare, he was in perfect health. But towards the tail end of um, COVID, He got sick, caught COVID, and um, he recovered. But after that, he got severely ill. It was bad. It was extremely bad. And I remember, you know, asking God, I said, Lord, you know, Joshua is six. I want my dad to be able to spend time with him. I want him to just really enjoy being a grandfather, you know, because he was in, um, you know, how do you say, diabetic coma. You know, he was—he couldn't—he didn't even recognize anyone that would come into the um, the hospital, completely clueless. And I remember I was—I was feeling a bit sad, and my, you know, my wife was like, "You're not yourself," you know, our spouse knows us very well. You know, she said you're not yourself. I said, well, uh, just just leave me alone. Let, you know, let me just, you know, process this. And um. And then I remember going to God and praying. And and I was just, all these questions were coming to my mind. And I was saying to myself, like, like hey, Lord, what's going on? And He said to me, don't associate this with me. He said, do not associate this with me. He says, call me by my name. I shared this you know, this testimony before during Wednesday prayer. He says, call me what? By my name. He says, I'm the Lord that restores. He says, I am the healer. So call me by my name. So I begin calling God by his name. That he's my healer. That he's my redeemer. That he's the Alpha and Omega. That he's, you know, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi. I begin to call him by his name. From there, my faith began to rise, and I began to praise the Lord. I say, Lord, I thank you, for I know that my dad will recover. And by God's grace, he recovered. When I say recover, there was a point he couldn't see. Now his vision is perfect. Everything absolutely perfect. Lost weight. I mean, I... I This thing is is truly a miracle. If you saw his recovery, he's so agreeable, so kind. I said, Lord, this can only be of spirit. Praise the Lord. But he told me, call me by what? By my name. Praise the Lord. Amen. So... I want to say that to say that that's why it's important to stay under leadership of people that's teaching the truth. Because I said this before, that going around, you know, chasing miracles, that's what people who are confused. Praise the Lord. We have the truth. Amen. We have the truth. And if someone is going to here, they're going there, they're going all over the place, what does that tell you about, about them? That they're confused. Praise the Lord. In Christ Jesus is the fullness of all God's power. Praise the Lord. He says all authority has been given unto who? Yes. But what did Christ say? He says I've given you the keys to what? To my kingdom. Praise the Lord. He says let the weak say I am what? Strong. Praise the Lord. So you see. If we go to, you know, like the book of Matthew, we know that Jesus was tempted. He was being told, if you're the son of God, do this. If you're the son of God, do that. But Christ being aware of his identity, what did he say? He rebuked them, praise the Lord. He didn't let none of the things or the scheme of the devil impact his life, praise the Lord. He stood tall. He was bold, praise the Lord, and rebuked them. He resisted them. Amen. So it is critical for us to have knowledge of the righteousness of God, the knowledge of the love of God, the things that we have in Christ, the inheritance, what we have inherited. We need to be familiar with them. Praise the Lord. We need to consistently focus on these things, talk about them, meditate on them. Why? Because... As you go through the experience called life, your faith will be challenged. Praise the Lord. Your faith will be challenged. And you can look back over the years and say, wow, look at this that bothered me. But now because I've grown, right, in faith, then I know how to deal with that. Praise the Lord. That's why God wants us to be students. That's why he gave us a teacher to teach us the things of the kingdom, the power. Praise the Lord. That he has given us. Because that's why he said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but I have given you a spirit of what? Power, love, and sound mind. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. This is a little bit lengthy, but we'll go through it. it talks about the, the armor of God. It says, finally, let's be together. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on what? The full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. This is exactly what we're talking about. It says, therefore... Put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to do what? Stand your ground. And after that you have done everything, to stand. It says, stand firm, verse 14, with the belt of what? Truth, buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of what? Righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of what? Peace. When you have Christ, you have peace. Praise the Lord. That's why Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And when you have peace, that's when you get to experience the fruit of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. The fullness of the fruit of the Spirit. And peace is one of the fruit as well. Praise the Lord. And then verse 16 says, in addition to all this, take up the shield of what? Faith. With which you can do what? Extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Those flaming arrows, they will come. But knowledge of the Word of God is what helps you to stand. Praise the Lord. And then verse 17, it says what? Take the helmet of what? You have to know that Christ saved you to the utmost. That's what the Bible says. It says Christ saved us what? To the utmost. Praise the Lord. The helmet of salvation, and what else? The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Which is exactly what we're talking about. We've been focusing on talking about the, the, the relevance of the Word of God, the importance of the Word of God, the need for us to dwell on it. Because that's how... I, you know, you build faith. And in verse 18, it says what? Pray in the spirit on what? All occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you see, the currency for spiritual transaction is faith. Praise the Lord. You need faith. Your salvation you obtain it by what? By faith. Healing, you obtain it by what? By faith. Praise the Lord. So when we get to know who we are, we no longer have an identity crisis. Praise the Lord. We don't question whether we are saved. We know that we are saved because God said saved. Praise the Lord. And that we've heard it enough. It has entered our spirit where now we believe it. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you're saved, raise your hand. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So what truth do we, do we need to know? We need to know that Christ died for our sin. And that we've been redeemed. We need to be familiar that with the fact that Jesus loves us. That failure is not our portion. Praise the Lord. That we're not losers, we're winners and overcomers. Praise the Lord. So we must know the truth about salvation. And let's see what the Bible says in John 6, 63. It says, it is the spirit... Who gives life? He's the life giver. The flesh conveys no benefit. Whatever, there is no profit in it. The words, truth that I've spoken or that I've been speaking to you, they are what? Spirit and life. Praise the Lord. Amen. And let's go again to um, John 14, from verse 25 to 27. This is the promised Holy Spirit. Jesus knew that the disciple needed this. Praise the Lord. He says, I've told you these things, right? While I'm still with you, he says, But the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. What will he do? He will teach you what? All things, and we he help you do what? Remember what I have told you. What has God told us? That he loves us. That he will, you know, support us. Praise the Lord. He will never leave us. Nor forsake us. All of that is part of the promises. And then verse 27 says what? Peace I live what? With you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not what? As the world gives. See, there's a clear distinction. Not as, as the world gives. Do I give to you? And it says, do not let your heart be what? Trouble. Always pointing us to do what? To that lifting up. It's never casting down. Praise the Lord. It's always what? A lifting up. It says, do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be what? Afraid. It says, let my perfect peace calms you in every circumstance, give you courage and strength for every challenge. Praise the Lord. See, the enemy wants us to operate in the realm of hopelessness. Praise the Lord. But the Bible tells us that Christ is what? Our hope of what? Glory. Praise the Lord. That's our hope of glory. Christ is our hope of, of glory. He's our all in all. We can call upon his name. We can rely on him. The work is already done. It's finished. Praise the Lord. So we're not hopeless. We're not without power. We're not devoid of love. And we're not confused. Praise the Lord. We're not confused. It's a privilege to know God's love. Praise the Lord. It's a privilege to experience it. It's a privilege to to have this hope even when things are taken away from you, you can still rely on Christ. It's a great place to be where the things of this world are secondary, praise the Lord, and Christ is primary. That's why we continue seeing. Amazing grace. How can it be? My Lord, my God came to what? Die for me. Praise the Lord. We're not alone. The Spirit of God is with us. Praise the Lord. That Spirit is always eager to teach, to share, to comfort us. It's amazing. Amazing. Praise the Lord. That's why David says. We know David. We know his life. We know he was persecuted. He says that I lift my eyes unto the hills. From what? Where it's coming. What? My help. My help comes from who? Who made the heaven and earth. He says the sun shall not what? Smite you by day. Nor the moon by what? The one that watches over you. Neither what? Slumber. No sleep. That's what the revelation of God's words you know, does, does to you. That's what his knowledge of his love does to you. It makes you sing new songs. Praise the Lord. It makes you what? Sing new songs. Songs of praises. Every praise in him. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I lift your name up. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in my life. Lord, I am grateful. I'm thankful that you have saved me. I'm no longer a slave to sin. Praise the Lord. That God dwells in me. Praise the Lord. I'm not hopeless, but Christ is my hope of glory. Praise the Lord. We pray this, we lay hands on, the, on you know, your children, pray for your family, because in us, there's that power that allows things to change. Praise the Lord. Things to be transformed. Praise the Lord. Things can transform. I just shared the testimony of how my dad was sick, but now what? He was completely transformed, right? Giving, what? Brand new shot life. Man, I'm telling you, it, it's amazing. And that recovery happened in less than a month. I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit woke me up. He says, no, don't associate this with me. I said, glory is mine. Victory is mine. That's who I am. Praise the Lord. Amazing. So that's how we deal with fear. We deal with fear with knowledge. Praise the Lord. We deal with fear with what? Knowledge. Not knowledge of the world, no. Knowledge of the word of God. I want to share something real quick. You see, my sister, Taina, I told her, I said, listen, I will always be there to teach you the word. But you have to make a decision for yourself to take Jesus serious. Praise the Lord. I said, do what what me and my brother did. We followed someone. Praise the Lord. We followed Jesus and we joined the community of believers. Praise the Lord. I said, what else? What has happened to our life? God has always, what? Lifted us up. Always. In everything. And I said, do the same thing. And what is she doing now? She's commuting from New York and coming to this church. Why? Because she made up her mind. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. She's made up her mind to do what? To follow Jesus. Because she's seen success. Praise the Lord. She's seen success. She knows that you can trust God. Praise the Lord. She knows that you can believe in him. And God did miraculous work in her life. That's why now she has this desire to just come and take. She asked me if she could come tonight. I said, she said, can I describe myself as a man and come? I said, no. I said, there's women. But that's just that desire that comes with that knowledge. Praise the Lord. So regardless, you know, What's happening in your family? You can pray for people; their life can change because there's power in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord! Tremendous power. There's nothing that God cannot do. And to close out, I want to share this. I want to, um, you know, I want us to read this story. You know, in the Bible, it says Second Chronicles, verse twenty, chapter twenty. It's from verse three to twenty. And, you know, I want us to take our time to read this. And we'll read it together. Let's read. Jehoshaphat was what? Terrified. So we, we see fear. A king experiencing fear. Praise the Lord. You see? Let's read together again. Jehoshaphat was what? Terrified by this news. And begged the Lord for what? Guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin what? Fasting. Because an evil report came. So people from all the towns in Judah came to Jerusalem to seek what they didn't do it on their on their own. They were seeking to know what God wanted them to do. Praise the Lord. There's always the the Holy Spirit always has a strategy for us. Praise the Lord. And that strategy is always in between what the Father and the Son has said and done. Praise the Lord. Because that 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 Godhead they work together and that Spirit says I will do the things that the Father and the Son, what? Said, praise the Lord. That's what He will teach you about. Amen. And in verse 5, let's see what it says. It says, Joseph what? Stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. What did he do? Prayed. He didn't call people and say, boy, my life is over. He didn't call people. He, didn't, he was not, you know, like, th- that's not what happened. They, what? Prayed. Praise the Lord. And what did he say? He says, O oh Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. O oh, our God, did you not drive out those who live, what, in this land when your people, Israel, arrive? You see? He's testifying about what God, you know, can do about his power. Praise the Lord. And, and, and he continued. He says, and did you not give? This land forever to the descendant of your friend Abraham, claiming that inheritance. Praise the Lord. In verse 8 it says, your people settled here and built this temple to honor what? Your name. They said, whenever we are faced with what? Any calamity such as what? War, plague, or famine. We can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. Praise the Lord. We said, who is like unto thee, O Lord, who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods, who is like thee, glorious in holiness, and in fearful and praising, Do we wonders, hallelujah. That's the God we serve, praise the Lord. It says, we can cry out to you to do what? To save us, and you will hear us and do what? rescue us. Same thing it says in Psalm 34 verse 4. I sought the Lord in the authority of his word and he delivered me. Praise the Lord. Amen. And then verse 10. Let's see what it says. It says, And now, see what the armies of what? Of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our insta- ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us for they have come to throw us out of your land. You see what we see what it's saying? I've I've heard pastors say this all the time. Anytime anything church related, he says, That's your church. Right? Right? Don't you say that a lot, Pastor? That's your church. It's your church. Lord, do what you know is best for your church. Always giving God the credit, always giving God the glory. He says, It's your church, it's you that's leading, not taking, not making decisions just based on his own volition but always consulting God. Praise the Lord. He says that. He always he always teaches that. He says, He says, Now see, they reward us, for they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as what? As inheritance. That's what knowledge will teach you. Knowledge will help you to claim what? Your inheritance. And then verse 12, he says, O oh, our God, Won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do. But we are looking to you for what? Help. And then verse 13 says, As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with uh, their little ones, wives and children, the Spirit of the Lord, what? Let's read this together. The Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there, his name was Jehazael, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of, of Jael, son of Mataniah, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. The spirit of the Lord came. Praise the Lord. You can call upon his name. Praise the Lord. In verse 15, he says, he said, listen. Read, let's read together. Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, king of Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. What he says? Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is what is not yours, but God. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up from the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to what? To fight. It says what? Take your position, then stand still, And watch the Lord's victory. Glory be to God. Amen. And then he says that he is what? He is with you. All people of Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow. For the Lord is what? Is with you. The Lord is with you tonight. He is with you right now. Praise the Lord. Amen. And then verse 18 says, then the king, Jehoshaphat, bowed what? Lo, honoring God with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same thing, worshipping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clan of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, Tekoa, on the way Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. Praise the Lord. You know how that story ended? They turned on each other, praise the Lord. They begin to fight each other. Confusion came into the enemy's camp. Confusion is not our portion, praise the Lord. And they they experience God's power. They're victorious. That's our portion, praise the Lord. That's why the song that Anus sang was was it was so powerful. It's very fitting. God said he did not give us what? A spirit of fear, but of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. That's our inheritance. Praise the Lord. That is our inheritance. And that's the inheritance we pass to our children. That's the inheritance that your parents passed to you. Amazing. From generation to generation. Forever blessed. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, we give you glory for what You have done. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Father. Lord, you say, Father God, Lord, that the entrance of your word brings light. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for you have eliminated our hearts with Christ Jesus. You have opened our eyes to know and experience your truth. To know, Father, the riches of your glory. We are grateful for that. Lord, you did not leave us alone, but you gave us the Holy Spirit our life coach, always there, eager to help, the comforter, the teacher, always there to guide us. For that we are grateful. Lord, we thank you for what you have done. You have redeemed us, Father God, Lord, from the curse of the law. And Lord, we thank you for Lord, we will claim our inheritance as victors, as saved people, as Son of the living God. To you be all the glory, Lord. As we pray in Jesus' mighty and holy name. Amen. May God bless you. Amen.